What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mike Zuniga Films Podcast. In this episode, I have with me Andrea Saavedra. She's a producer behind music videos and commercials for big name talent and companies. In this episode, she also shares her passions outside of video production and what helps her stay creative. So without further ado, Andrea Saavedra. What's up? How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. It's been a minute. It's been a long time, man. (laughs) You know, the last time I seen you in person was sixth grade, but we've known each other since kindergarten, Kindergarten. right? And I know that after sixth grade, you left and transferred over to OSHA, Mm -hmm. and then you graduated from Pacifica. Correct. Right? But between that time and now, I'm curious how your journey has been, because I've been watching you as you have grown and evolved, especially in production. And I just want to learn how you did that. But before we get into that, I want to touch upon the YouTube Rewind when you were mm, a panda right. back in 2016. Yes. How was that? It was amazing. Um, I got I was blessed to work with a company uh-huh. um, when I helped produce the project. I did all of the L.A. Um, filming of it that we yeah. shot in all, all of in LA mm-hmm. and um, there was a time when we had to get somebody in a panda suit and they asked Drea if they wanted to be in the panda suit and yeah. I stepped to the play and I was yeah. like yeah sure why not did it um, I got to be next to Liza Koshy she's amazing she's hilarious so nice. that was a great time so yeah. were you doing all like the pillow fights and everything no 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 the pillow fights actually was another guy yeah. Who did that? So I didn't oh, get okay. hit with the pillow. You didn't get hit but in the face. I got to be in like the bed with the Kanye, like Air, the Kanye. Oh, recreation. yeah, yeah. That, that's what it was trying to like show the Kanye music video. Exactly. One. What music video was that? Um, it was the one with the big bed. It was one with the big bed yeah. and all the all the celebrities like naked, I think yeah. it was. I can't but remember, you, I can't you guys weren't naked. Yeah. Yeah. Not that far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so now I want to just touch upon like your story. Like yeah. from after graduating to where you are now, uh, what have you been up to? So I went to college uh-huh. um, and then I dropped out. I actually went to go there to be a lawyer mm-hmm. and then I realized this wasn't really for me. And yeah. My parents have always been really supportive of it, thankfully. So they supported me the whole way through, mm-hmm. left there. And I was continuing dancing and acting because I've done this since I was four. Yeah. So um, from there, I started doing videos, like background work, mm-hmm. and then started getting like more featured roles, things like that. And then I had met my boyfriend um, of now, back then was my boyfriend, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he um, worked in the production already. He was DP, <clears throat> also assistant directing out here in LA, and mm-hmm. then he got me behind camera. Nice. He was like, hey, why don't you try PAing one day? And I was like, yeah, sure, yeah. why not? Literally worked for like, I wanna say like two to three months, just interning, uh-huh. learning all the ropes, just like getting my hands dirty, earning my stripes. And mm-hmm. then finally, like I started getting continued I started getting a call for more work. Yeah. So from there, um, literally just like, you know, work got you more work. And then I got to see like how wardrobe did. I got to see how this is director worked. I got to see how the producers worked. And then I really, really, really enjoyed like how like the office PA kind of thing mm-hmm. was. Like I loved organizing. I loved paperwork for some reason, like getting all of my supplies all yeah. organized and stuff. Like it was just like, it was exciting for me. I don't know. I was like geeking on it. And then um, I went from second ADing to mm-hmm. production coordinating. Then from production coordinating, I went to production managing, did that for like a full year straight. And then from there, I went to line producing and then producing. And then as of like at least the last two years, I've been like producing full time, which has been a blessing. Nice. And yeah, I love nice. it. And now I own my own production company. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I know that earlier on, you love to dance. Yeah. Do you still dance? I actually do. Nice. I do. 
I um, was on a bunch of hip hop crews like in high school and stuff. Uh -huh. And then recently I've been getting back into the balance just because production takes up so much time. Yeah. Especially when you're producing and having to prep mm -hmm. rap and do all the stuff. So finding a balance to for dance and this mm -hmm. is it's been a blessing as well. So I've been doing that That's as good. well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because I know, you know, being in production that can take a lot of time out of your day. Oh, right? definitely. And to find, cause like dances, would you say it's like your first passion? Oh yeah. That's definitely for yeah. sure. My first love. It's like yeah. the, like the real, like, you know, I'm happy all the time, but exactly. that's just like that fuzzy yeah, feeling. Yeah. The one that's thing like you really can express yourself yes, through exactly. dance in exactly. another way. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's I love pretty it. Cool. <laughs> so, um, your role as a producer, um, I know that you're also a line producer, but, what can you explain that like what um what's your role in terms of production for film for a video yeah like that? so um a client would come to me and be like hey we have x amount of money to spend on this project mm -hmm. here's the idea we want yeah um sometimes project will come with a director already if not they'll come to like you know for director will hit up the producer be like hey can we do this project together or Client will hit you up. It, it depends on how it goes. But then sometimes the treatment will already be there. Sometimes it won't be. You have to find the director, the crew, the DP, make sure everyone's happy with the selections, things like that. Um, then you just go into, you know, prepping the job, like mm -hmm. making sure you got the food, the, all the all the paperwork is all ready to go. Uh, you have all the rentals ready to go. Um, and mainly just making sure like everything's safe, mm -hmm. I feel like is like always like the main goal and the main importance for sure making sure crew's safe, making sure everyone's abiding by the rules, where everyone's getting paid properly, mm -hmm. you know, minimum wage, everything's by the law, things like that. So, so. you're like quality control, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. So what would you say is like the hardest part of your job and what is the most fun thing about your job? Hardest part for sure would have to be, but I also love this part as well. Mm -hmm. So not saying it's the hardest part, yeah. but it's definitely about in produ in pr as producers, I feel like it's about how you handle things, like dealing with pressure. And a lot of people don't really handle pressure too well or, you know, they might get nervous or they might freak out under pressure and things like that. And mm -hmm. I, I really, really enjoy being calm, cool, collective and yeah. being able to be like, it's cool. Let's figure out the solution. And I also love problem solving. So like putting out fires is like my favorite thing. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I'd be like, I feel like a firefighter today. Like, <laughs> you know, just like putting fires left and right. And it's just like, it's exciting. Yeah. Being able to solve those problems and making sure everything goes right. Nice. So yeah. you, you pretty much have to stay positive. You have to be a positive person for this job. Yeah. Right? I feel Would like positivity for sure in all, but all aspects. Like when you have a full crew that's like positive and just like motivated and everyone leaves like, wow, today was a really like, mm -hmm. as even if you like the other day, we shot six music videos in one day and everybody was like wow. a little bit nervous to do it. And then by the time everyone left, it was like, wow, that was the best shoot we've had in a really long time. And uh -huh. like the entire crew was just like on a good, like in a good mood. And just like everybody was, it was just good. It was good vibes all, all around on set, which is something that I really, really, really like to keep on set. Right. <laughs> right. Cause like sets can be like full days, like 12 hour days. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Sometimes 14, like who knows if you go into overtime like that. Right. Double time. So that's true. I mean, you have, to, <laughs> you basically have to, you know, be able to smooth out the bumps. I mean, there's obviously going to be some setbacks or whatever, like some problems that you have to put out the fires to on set. Right. And you have to be ready and able to do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even like the other day, for example, I'm not going to let you know the artist we shot yet because sure. the video hasn't come out, but we had a car rental in the morning and then the car, we found out that from the rental house, they were like, Hey, so the car came back this morning, it was crashed. And I was mm -hmm. like, cool. 
I shoot in three hours. Let's get another car. Uh-huh. Went downtown, got the car, took it to set, and it was good. But it was like, if I would have stressed and freaked out about mm-hmm. it, I would have spent more time freaking out about it than finding another car that was even better than the last. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. And it's also, it was a lot, it's a lot better, too, when you have, like, the contacts, too. Mm-hmm. Like, direct, direct contacts, things like that, that you can just mm-hmm. be like, hey, need this today. And it's also, you know, people networking and just being a people person, uh-huh. I feel like. Right. It really helps. So, like, speaking of networking, um, what has helped you network from where you started to where you are now? Um, I feel like being on set, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've always, when I started realizing that I really wanted to produce and that other people saw it in me as well, then I started looking at myself like, okay, cool, I could do this. I'm a producer. You know what I mean? It's just about knowing, like, who you are and, like, what you're capable of and mm-hmm. just going for it and not letting anybody stop you. Right. Because sometimes you can kind of like doubt yourself. Yeah. Like if you're if you're doing something for the first time, you might feel like, oh, I don't really belong here. People might think like, like, what are you? What is this person doing here? But like you said, you kind of have to believe in yourself. Like, I belong here. I know what I'm doing. Even though you're kind of scared and you don't yeah. know what you're doing, you just have to just do it. Jump yeah, in, right? Exactly. And like, I also feel like you know, fear is the one thing that people should definitely go after. Like, if you're afraid to do it. There's even more of a reason why you should do it because I guarantee you something great is going to come out of it. <laughs> right. Exactly. You just got to jump in. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I know that a couple of the music videos that you've helped produce have been nominated for awards. Right. So what goes into those types of music videos and their success? Um, it's definitely a lot of the creative, like making sure the creative is executed as best as possible. It helps when like the artist is already a big name, things like that. And mm-hmm the video and the concept is just really powerful. Like if an audience can really vibe with it, then it's something that people are going to like, going to want to enjoy, going to mm-hmm. continue watching your views go up. Your, you know, people start talking about it. People start writing articles about it. And I feel like that in itself just kind of promotes the video. And then by the end of the year, when it comes to nominations, people put their votes in and then right. there it is. Right. How yeah. about for your role in those videos? Um, what would you say, you know, what would you say in terms of your role? What was like the hardest part about those certain types of videos? And what would you say was like the most fun in terms of being in those videos? Because each video is different oh, and each artist is different. Yeah. Um, I mean, the caliber of each artist yeah. and, and what you expect from them and what they expect from you is different. So in being in that atmosphere, what would you say are like the the hardest things and the best things and like what challenges that you had to overcome if there was any specific ones hmm. well definitely some of the best things would be just kind of doing the videos itself mm-hmm. like especially when there's dance sequences like man i love dance so much yeah. that's like home you know what uh-huh. i mean so just like the ambience like being on set is the fun part yeah. like by the, by the time around set, you're like, cool, all my prep work's done. Just handle whatever's going on today. Like, uh-huh. make sure everything else goes smooth. Anything else comes up, handle that kind yeah. of thing. But, like, you know, that's that's really where the fun is, I feel like, when you're on set. Uh-huh. And then challenges would be just, you know, figuring out, making sure that you don't go over budget, that you make sure crews, like, everyone's taken care of. People are getting fed correctly. People are fed on time. The scheduling, like, you mm-hmm. know, even, like, a half-hour meal penalty will, like, will add up with a crew of like 50 people right right so it comes into just like making sure everything is to the t everything's on point Mm -hmm. things like that um i would try to think of more of anything specific but i can't really think of anything right now was there a specific like 
Um, something that didn't go the way you expected. I did have a job one time. Uh-huh. Um, it was a really big project. And we actually um, cut this out if I have to. Can I talk about Chevy? About flipping? Okay. okay. So I actually did a job this one time. Um, it was about, it was a really big commercial. Mm-hmm. And the union came. I was a production manager. This is like when I first started really production managing. Yeah. And the union came and they flipped my job. Really? And when that happens, you have the choice of paying or not paying. You know, there's a whole bunch of rules and regulations that go with it. Right. But since we did go union, uh-huh. I instantaneously needed to learn all the union rules. And that in itself was a challenge for sure. Uh-huh. But like to this day, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Because if that never happened, I wouldn't know as much as I know today. Like I literally had to learn about fits. Like people work after like five days. You can't work a six day or six day. Like the rates go up. Really? There's like just so many, like, especially with all the unions, like everybody has a certain rate already for like that year. And like, you have to know what that rate is. And then like, if the scale, if the job scale is a larger scale, uh-huh. the rates are different. And oh. so it's just, there's just so many little things that you have to know. Uh-huh. And I learned it on that job. And it's literally the best thing. Like to this day, it was like the most fun I ever had uh-huh. on a project for sure. Cause it was like a travel job. It was like two weeks. We got to go everywhere. Nice. All these people were on board with us and it was, it was great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Where'd you guys go? Um, we were in LA. We did partially in Colorado. Uh-huh. That was exciting. Nice. That was like my first like travel job uh-huh. and everything. Yeah. So we did Colorado, Los Angeles, uh-huh. um, like LA Crest Forest, things like that. Uh-huh. Um, raced a lot of like uh, racetracks. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of racetracks. Nice. Yeah. That's car awesome. commercials, man. I mean, they I seem fun. <laughs> yeah, they seem <laughs> They're fun. They're so fun. <laughs> the car, the, best. the cars, uh, you know, going fast, making turns and everything. Exactly. You know, it's cool to see. Yeah, precision driving too. Those guys, I give it props. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, they're the real heroes. Exactly. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta stay safe, you exactly. know. Exactly. Um, so, in terms of project niche, what are majority of the projects that you do right now and focus on? Right now, um, we've been doing a lot of docu style like series, uh-huh. um, a lot of sports shows, lots of music videos, um, a couple commercials we've done here and there. Uh, like under my company yeah um yeah that's basically right now that's kind of the meat of it now but, yeah oh what were you gonna say i was just saying i just don't like to limit myself though i right. feel like we're we do we've done so many types of projects already like we've done films we've done mm-hmm. you know all types of things so i just like to continue doing it all nice yeah so like when you're when you were like starting out like with your business um like obviously you didn't want to stay narrow did you like what was the first job so yeah uh the first project was definitely a comp- uh, with a company called TuneIn, mm-hmm. um which was really exciting that was like a podcast mm-hmm. and we did some like digital piece for them um and we also had some branding content it content in mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. with a uh, coppola wine um and the artist that we like featured on it was called born his name was born mm-hmm. yeah nice yeah nice it was so, very love boat style oh that, cool. that was like the uh the theme yeah it was really video. awesome. That's I awesome. Loved it. I love shooting like, you know, those kinds of projects. Yeah. Or like shooting on film and stuff too, like incorporating uh-huh. digital with film. I think that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The new age with like the old school. Right. Yeah. Everyone's blowing out film cameras now, man. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, like people are coming out with like Polaroids and all that, yes. you know, like going back now. Yeah. It's all about urban, yo. Like it's like nothing. It's crazy. <laughs> you, know, you know what I've noticed though? It's like some of the photographers, like side note, like they're shooting with like those Fuji film cameras with like still like the film roll 
Remember, oh, yeah. remember Costco when we when we would have to like go to Costco to develop, develop film? our films. Yep. They're shooting with cameras like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. It's, yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. It's coming back. Everything goes in full circle. I it feel does. like it's crazy. No matter what it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see for sure. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, the the way like they're kind of shooting those images. I don't know. It has a certain like feel to them, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I mean, so. it's like a, a timeless feel. Yeah, timeless feel. Yeah. yeah. Kind of nostalgic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. So um, I know you're talking about shooting documentaries, music videos. Like, obviously, there's differences and there's similarities that go into production. Right. What are some similarities and differences that you see between the different types of videos that you are producing? So music videos, in a sense, my crews, depending on the video itself and like what the scope of it is, would range from a crew of like anywhere from 25 to like 40 people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also add in talent and cast and all that. And then for docu-style series, it's it's more intimate, I would say. And it's more like a three like a three camera crew, director, maybe um, like a story producer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it would just be it would just be more intimate. So I like those just because it's so intimate that you really get to know like the story and you get to, you get to interact with like who you're interviewing, who you're talking to, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a really, it's awesome. Like being able to create things like in stories about them. Right. It's really, it's, it's definitely an experience. That's pretty cool. Cause yeah. like at the same time, you're kind of like hearing their story for the first time. Yeah. In a way. I, we did a show last year with LeBron um, called uh-huh. the machine mm-hmm. and that like, I, I've never watched football, was never really into it. Uh-huh. And that gave me a whole new love for football. And just like the work ethic that these kids did and like just how right. hard they worked. So they worked so hard, like every yeah. day at practice and like even the coaches, they were uh-huh. all pro NFL coaches. Like um, it was just it was awesome. Like the, they taught them real life things without like through football. Mm-hmm. And it was inspiring just to see that. So like right. being inspired through not only like just the film aspect, uh-huh. but like inspired by the person that you're speaking to. Like that is what I love. Right. Like I, I live for that. Because at the same time, like through the through the videos that you're making for projects like that, you're also telling a story, right? Exactly. And you're able to see like the story unfold. Yes. But even through just behind the scenes and then even after once the video is edited or the series is edited, yep. then you can actually see like, okay, yeah, this is what it's all about. You yeah, know? exactly. Awesome. I love telling a story. I love making the audience feel something like when you, I remember being a kid and like people would leave a movie theater and like, Oh, me personally, at least I would leave uh-huh. like, I'd leave a cool movie and be like, wow, I feel like I could take on the world right now. Right? And like that feeling is like what I want to be able to give to others. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I want to be able to the things that we create and the things that we produce and w- whatever it is. Like I want people to feel something from it, whether it be like a really dope, funny video or just like, you know, whatever it was like, just, I hope you feel something from yeah. it. Like, I hope you think, yeah. take something from this. Exactly. I mean, that's what movies, videos, film, that's what they should do. Yeah. We'll probably wait for this helicopter right now. Hold for the copter. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're in a train station right now. Shh, 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 shh. Pause for the copter. <laughs> um, but that's, that's what, that's what their job is. Like, to make you feel a certain way. Yeah, no, know? definitely. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like something that, something where you feel like powerful and that you can take on the world, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I really, I love dramatic stuff. I love uh-huh. making people cry. Just yeah. like, just have that feeling of release. Yeah. It's just, it'll make people laugh. Just making people feel, uh-huh. man. I know, exactly. You know? That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. <laughs> so like, um, going back to, going back to dance, 
how have you translated like what you learned in dance into what you're doing now for a video production? Whew. Well, dance would definitely okay. So in dance, like we'd have long rehearsals, things like that. Mm -hmm. And like, it would be something really strenuous, like just like really hard on the body mm -hmm. and you'd just be tired. And like, say you have a six hour rehearsal or just like whatever the rehearsal might be and like what your day is, or if you have a show that day and you have to prep, get ready to do all that stuff. And it's like, it turns into like a 14 hour day at one point. And I feel like me always being consistent about like being there from beginning to end, like kind of trained me to be on set for these long hours. You know what right. I mean? Um, also working with the team, like dance is all about teamwork. It's all about being like whether you're doing a solo or whatever it is or with your. Yeah, whatever, whether you're doing a solo or you're in a crew mm -hmm. or like with the team, mm -hmm. I feel like it, it's a huge aspect of like teamwork. And I yeah. feel like that also like really, you know, engraved in me as well. Right. I mean, isn't that funny how that works, though? It's like you're doing something right. And when you look back at what you're doing now, it's probably like different from what you thought it was because you went through dance you tried to go through law school yeah <laughs> you said that wasn't for me right and you had the guts to say hey that's not for me and even tell your parents that wasn't yeah. for you and just go straight into production right but all those things that you've learned and experienced still applies and it helps you in your job now exactly right? no it definitely does and like i've always it's always kept me positive my parents are very positive people so i feel like that also like was instilled in me as well um, yeah, I love That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for like the younger producers out there or the ones that aspire to get into filmmaking, into production, what advice do you have for them? I would advise definitely to start as a PA. Like mm -hmm. production assisting is one of the best things you could ever do, especially in filmmaking. I feel like you learn and you gain a huge respect for all departments. Like you understand what everybody does at that point. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely the best p place to start if you've never done anything at all, mm -hmm. I feel. And then let's say you're already producing, but like you're still young, you're still at it. I mean, just keep going, mm -hmm. keep growing, keep going, keep learning. Like don't every failure, like take it as a positive impact on your own self, because I've there's been so many jobs that I thought like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. But you're your own worst critic. Like you're always going to feel like, oh, you could do better. You right. know what I mean, and I mm -hmm. feel like if you always feel like that, you oh, you will get better mm -hmm. and you will always continue to grow and you always continue to progress. And I think right. like that in itself, like progression itself is like the most important key mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So touching upon that um now advice for your younger self Ooh. the i would say when you were at the stage of graduating from high school and right after you left law school what was the what would you say would be advice you would give to a younger andrea Something that you maybe learn now or something different? I would say, shoot, it's almost difficult because if it wasn't, if I didn't do what I did, I wouldn't be here right now. But I would say the advice I would give myself is to be in the moment mm -hmm. and like stop worrying about the future because it's going to come mm -hmm. and just live in the now and continue to progress. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that's that's a hard one for sure. 
because I feel like without anything I did, like if I didn't do what I did exactly, I w- maybe I would still be here, but in a different way. Uh huh. Definitely. Jeez, that's a hard one. Damn, you got me on that <laughs> is, one. Is that hard? <laughs> so basically, you're saying from what I got out of that is like enjoy the journey. Enjoy. Yep. Enjoy the journey for sure. Um, don't stress too much about a lot of the things that you think are you know. Like, I, obviously, when you're young, like, you're worried about friends, you're worried about your social life, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't need to be. No. Like, focus. No. Continue yeah. to be focused. Yeah. So, um, piggybacking off of that, I especially like the fact of the law school part. Because <laughs> there's a lot of, um, you know, kids out there yeah. that are either coming out of college or they're thinking about going and getting a master's. Or like law school, going to law school, for example. Yeah. But they have something else that's nagging at them and they know they have a passion for it and they want to do it. Follow your passions 100% because I guarantee you it will pay off. If you can stay consistent, like Uh literally stay consistent, find out like let's say your passion is sports, like go Uh do things that involve sports, like put yourself in that scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to do production, there's so many websites that you can like, like, I can't think of anything on top of my head, but I know there's so many websites that you can literally look up and there's PA work. They're always looking for PA work. There's always P- jobs open. There's mm-hmm. so much work to go around that I feel like people just have to take that risk. It's a leap of faith for sure, right. but I guarantee you it's going to be such a reward once you do it. Yeah. Because technically you can always go back to school, right? Yeah. You can always go back to school. And like, honestly, if it's something that you love and you're passionate about, I don't see like there's no way you could fail. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just going into a little bit more in depth Mm -hmm. what was the one thing that helped you kind of because like for me when i was trying to figure out whether i wanted to go full in and create my video production company Mm -hmm. or not um it was like so i broke my leg at the so i played football in college right i remember and i broke my leg at the end of my freshman year but, you know, football was, like, the one thing, like, it was, like, part of my life, right? And that I, after I broke my leg, that kind of lost my identity in a sense, right? Gotcha. And, you know, I I was in that limbo where I was, like, I could technically go back and play, but I knew that I wasn't going to be playing football forever. Right. So I kind of had to make the leap and say, hey, let's do video and I just went all in, right? And I, and honestly, I kind of had like, um, you know, it was a, how should I put it? Um, some disagreements with like my parents yeah. saying like, I wanted to go in and keep doing it. But deep down in my gut, I knew that I wanted to, you know, do that. And I wouldn't have the time to do that if I were to pursue that other thing. Right. So, with you and like with your parents, I mean, the good thing, like you said, like they were understanding, like eventually, like, you know, everything smoothed out. Right. Um, but what would you say helped you in making that transition? Because, um, you know, deep down in your gut, this is something you wanted to do. And being in law school was something you didn't want to do. And also telling your parents, like, can you go through that process? Yeah. on It, it was a. Uh it was definitely scary for sure. Um, cause I was young and mm-hmm. you know, now I'm 25 years old. So it's easier for me to speak to my parents. And right. I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But back then it was more of just like, all right, how are they going to take this? Mm-hmm. And how are they going to handle this? And 
I I literally just trusted my gut and I went for it and I told them and like I like you said they were supportive of it thankfully and it did work out but uh, there was something I was gonna say but I just kind of blanked out on it like what helped you make that transition was it like rip off the band-aid type thing all right I'm just going and doing it or was it like a process it was more of a rip off the bandaid kind of thing. But then at that point, um, I knew I wasn't going to get handed anything because obviously like, hey, all right, cool. You want to be an actress or a dancer? Mm-hmm. Great. But then where are you going to go after this? I did have my agents and things like that. But mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, all right, cool. I need to take this more seriously. I need to put, I need to make an L.A. casting. I need to submit myself. I need to make sure I get my headshots done. I was doing little side jobs here and there so I can make money, just so I can like afford a photographer to take my photos, things like mm-hmm. that. And so it was a lot of myself investing in myself Mm -hmm. and i think that's that was what really like got me going like investing in myself right now that's very important i mean investing yourself is something that you know people don't really think about like let's say taking the time even taking the time to do certain things that's still like investing in yourself like the time that you would take in like school for example right school is still an investment but in the opposite sense, you're actually going out there, taking the initiative and doing things, you know, that will benefit you in the long run. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think you do have to invest in yourself. And like, I also like every day I, I like to write in the morning and like, mm. you know, write out like things that I want to achieve and things that I seem for myself. And mm-hmm. I feel like putting things on paper and just like being very just like vocal and like thoughts are thoughts are matter. You know what nice. I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. just like mm-hmm. putting those things out into the world and just really focusing on it and it and you have to believe it you have to believe in yourself you can't be afraid as afraid of you as you are mm-hmm. like just go for it man yeah. like it's 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 always going to be the most scary it probably will be the hardest year of your uh-huh. life but it's going to pay off right. i have so many friends that like told me that they were homeless and they just lived in their car because they came from out of town to la uh-huh. pursued their passion in film and now they're some of the biggest directors and like they're doing so much but they took that leap of faith and they knew it was going to be difficult and they didn't let that stop them nice i mean that's what it takes sometimes yeah you know Definitely. Now, were there times when you kind of felt lost in a way? Um, like there if, was, if your direction was the right way? There is definitely times like I was freelance for a very long time before I started my company. And as a freelance worker, you do have to get used to the fact that work isn't consistent. And mm-hmm. there will be times like you might go a week to a month without any jobs like if you're like let's say we're in new york or something like it's winter like sometimes there's not that many jobs in the winter Mm -hmm. or like even out here like sometimes like they have like little dry seasons or something like that so you just have to be like ready for that mindset and obviously plan accordingly like it's always good to have a side hustle it's always good to have a side thing that helps you get there there's still like to this day i know some people that do have their own still like their own side business or Mm -hmm. they still do their side jobs things like that just so they could pursue what they really truly want and that way they could be financially stable to get it so Mm -hmm. i always i'm a huge believer of doing that mm-hmm. and then just not giving up <laughs> yeah that's all it is yeah. right not giving up so your part uh i mean your job is basically in a creative space yeah right you're always you've always been in a creative space um how do you stay creative Whew. i like this question so as a producer, it's a lot of logistics. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also some creative input that I get to put in at here and there, but there's also times where I also, to myself, want to be more focused on creative. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like finding a balance, like you were saying earlier, like if you're investing all your time to go to school or something like that, but you you love playing the guitar, like you know you need to play all day so you can like get this one song or whatever it is. Like it's always good to at least just like alleviate 
at least a few um, some time from your day to like mm -hmm. all right let me sit down let me just think of some concepts let me just right. put these ideas on paper and let me think of the story that I really want to tell whether it be a true story whether it be like my own personal experience that I'm like yo someone needs to know about this or mm -hmm. you know things like that so I feel like just making the time to be creative is definitely one of them staying creative is it's I feel like it's a little easier because I feel like there's inspiration all around you. I could, I feel like if you go to like the movies, you get inspired by a film. If you go to a show, you get inspired by a show or even just meeting people and like finding out their own passions. Like inspiration is such a fuel I feel. And like, that's definitely fueled me mm -hmm. my entire way through. Like I, I, I aspire to inspire, mm -hmm. you know, I want to inspire. I want people to like the things when I'm inspired and I get chills on my body. Mm -hmm. Like I want people to feel that. Right. Like I want someone, like I want someone to see like someone do this monologue on stage and I'm like crying with them. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Right. Just like continue inspiring yourself. And that's literally the way you stay. I feel like keep you creative mm -hmm. and you're always thinking creative. And as a creative, you are creative. Right. Like, exactly. You know, like I feel like everybody's creative mm -hmm. in their own way. They, may, they might not just know how to tap into it yet. Exactly. Yeah. So it's basically from what I got out of that. You're saying go out there. Don't be afraid to experience new things mm -hmm. because something might click in your mind. Yeah. And, you know, you might go a, a different way that might be like the best route you ever went yeah you know? exactly yeah nice yeah so building relationships i mean that's very important right very how right. how do you in this business of what you're doing um because like we said it's it's still like a people you're in the people business um how do you build like lasting relationships in this business Great question. Um, last relationships, I would feel like it's it's more of a respect thing. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm hiring a crew and I want to make sure they're taken care of, like basically looking out for them, making sure everything goes accordingly to plan, making sure rates are good, making sure food's on time, making sure the food's good, like things like that. And also just being a very honest and very transparent person. Like mm -hmm. you can't you can't hide anything as a producer. Like you have to be like, hey, it's either a yes or a no. You know, there's not really any in between. Mm -hmm. So it's either you got to be like almost the good guy or like the good guy. And then like it sounds like the bad guy, but it's like you have to learn how to say no. Like there's not everything can really happen. And like I feel like a lot of a lot of it's respect. Mm -hmm. And then also when it comes to like my vendors and stuff like that, like you build relationships with the people that you rent from. They help you out. You know, you, you continue to use their pro like use them and like mm -hmm. be loyal loyalty. That's that's really what I was going for is loyalty. I feel is something that's a huge aspect to building relationships. Right, right. Continuing to stay loyal, continuing to look out for your people, continuing to, you know, if something goes wrong, like having your crews back, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, in a sense, you kind of have to be, you're taking on a, like a leadership role in yeah. a way, right? You have to be mature enough to make the tough decisions, mature enough to communicate and even like over communicate, even if it may feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Or maybe like annoying in a sense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's very important. Yeah. I mean, what, how, how have you grown as like a, a leader in that sense in production? I would say I've gotten really good at saying no. I've always been, I've always been a very positive and happy person. And, uh -huh. you know, you want to please everybody. But, uh, you know, you can't. You really can't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to do what's best for the project, what's the safest and things like that. So you mm -hmm. just have to le learn how to say no. So that mm -hmm. was one thing that I've um, continued to practice mm -hmm. and just making sure not saying that i'm always gonna tell you no i'm just saying like just to know like what's right from wrong or things you can do and things mm -hmm. you can't do and just things like that mm -hmm. any tips on you know saying no follow the rules tell you that much like yeah. if it's if it's be by the book like you people will respect you more like there's some people out there that yes you could do running gun things yes you could do this but like 
the more by the book you are and the more you train yourself to be that kind of producer, like you're going to be able to eventually work for Fox or work for Warner Brothers or work for some big agency because you're doing it by the book and that's exactly what they need, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Because like sometimes if you can be like a yes man, yeah, yes exactly. person, you don't be yes, a yes woman man at all, yeah. you have to. Yeah, exactly. Or else if you tend to be that person, you can be, you know, walked all over. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be that person. Exactly. You want to at least um, be respected to put your foot down and say, hey, no, this is how it should be done. Yeah. Right. And that's why another thing you have to always be positive with it because you could always like it's just finding solutions. That's it. Yeah. You're, you're fixing problems. Exactly. That's all it is. Fires out here yeah. left and right. <laughs> you're a firefighter. <laughs> all <laughs> day, much. man. All day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got uh, two more questions left. Okay. To wrap this up. But this has been great so far. Um, I'm learning a lot too as well. Because I'm I'm more like behind the camera mostly. And sometimes I work with like some producers. But I'm not really in like the other side in terms of like bigger production. So I know you're part of that. And I like learning from that as well. Yeah. And from like your job specifically. So um, in terms of your why, why do you continue doing what you're doing right now? I love it, man. Like I have a genuine, true love for what I do. I love waking up every day and like, I love, I love putting myself through things and not sleeping and like, and knowing like I'm going a whole week with shoot, like I'm shooting every day or things like that. Like the, I film, I love, and I've done dancing and acting since I was four years old. So I've always been on set, uh -huh. but I never got to be behind camera until as of like four years ago. And because of that, like it just grew my passion for film even more. And at this point I feel like I've been able to get to the point where now I'm like not only just working for other people, but I'm also creating things that I want to create and that I believe are, you know, uh -huh. are powerful and things that are stories that people need, people need to hear, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah, it's why it's because I love it. And it's because this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And this is like literally something that like I could get, I get chills just like speaking about how much like it means to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You have to genuinely love like this in this line of work pretty much. Like yeah. Film. Cause if you hate it, cause then everyone's going to like, no one's going to want to work with you. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't be that person. That's just like, I hate my job, blah, blah, uh -huh. blah, blah, but like you still continue to do it. Like, no, that's not, you do it because you love to do it. And you, right. and it shows, I feel like it's not about the clout. It's not about like followers. It's not about like this or that. It's, it's mm -hmm. just about doing like good con, like creating good content exactly. and like creating something that like people want to see again and people want to come back for and people right. want more of mm -hmm. you know because what I mean? like right now in like today's day and age especially with youtube things like that um quality content is not always around i mean it, it's mostly from what i've noticed it's it's kind of rare now like before early years of youtube for, for example um like people would do skits people would do they actually put time into the work and you can actually tell yeah some videos now you can be like, uh, you know, they're probably just doing it just for views and things like that. Right. But I, I, I like what you're saying because you can actually tell if quality time, quality effort was put into a certain project. Yeah. You know, and showing that and it actually shows that you care about what you do. Yeah, right. Exactly, and I feel like you have to care about what you mm -hmm. do, you know, or else, or else it's just something that people don't want to see. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be something worth seeing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Something that we were talking about earlier that stirs some emotion within you. 
Yeah. Within the audience that's yeah, watching. Right. Exactly. Even if it's like one, like a silly video or something like that, like mm-hmm. even those are good. Yeah. But it's just like, you just know what, you know, it's, it's just creating, man. I love it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Creatives run the world. Yes. You know, even, you know, even if you think like, oh, I'm not creative. I mean, you're always creating. Yeah. You know, one way or the other. Yeah. You know, you just, you just don't know it if, if you're questioning yourself. But yeah, exactly. If, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like everybody has their own passions. Every everybody has something that they really they they can do. Like if you're a rapper, gar- and you can write some lyrics, mm-hmm. guarantee you can write a script. Like right. hands down, mm-hmm. it's just a different kind of format. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. What has been like the hardest thing or learning curve that you had to learn running your own company? And what's been the most fun about running a company? Um, definitely learning about taxes that's another one that mm. a lot of people don't really take into consideration making sure like not only the money that you're doing like the more projects you do like you have to make sure you're on top of it like accounting wise making sure like you have receipts for everything making sure you have everything's on paper w9s invoices mm-hmm. like just running a company in itself like that is just right. something huge that yeah. you have to, that you have to you know be mindful of for sure exactly especially also like even like production insurance like that was a whole nother like you know voyage that i got to go through and i've always worked with other companies with insurance but like having to do my own insurance like it was actually a really awesome learning experience because i learned hey i could have xyz and like this on my insurance permit and like i could do all these kinds of jobs now you know so it's 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 pretty cool Mm. learning to read contracts that's another one that we Mm -hmm. learned really well um being on top of like invoices and w9s like I said, mm-hmm. submitting payment or submitting things to your clients to make sure people get paid in time and deliverables. Like you got to make sure like whenever you say something's going to be delivered, like you have to stick to it, mm-hmm. sticking to your production schedules, making sure like shoots happen on the days it's supposed to happen, making sure the client gets their videos the day it's supposed to happen, making sure the edits go smooth, having to go from like not from like beginning where the, you first get the contract mm-hmm. to going to the very end of the edit session, which uh-huh. is another interesting portion because uh-huh. as a freelance producer, like sometimes you're not there from beginning to end. You're not there for the edit as well you're just there until the job wraps you turn in a book cool i'm uh-huh. done let the company handle the rest for the edits and whatnot and whatnot and now that we have our company we get to be involved from like literally the beginning like when it was nothing on paper to like the very end where here's the here's the final deliverable wow. and it's coming from us you know what i mean yeah. so that's like a really cool it's cool to be like on the other side of things nice and i love it because it's as much as it's a business it's also art yeah art and video production right exactly and so, you also get to you know put your own notes in and yeah. things like that and just that's also where creative comes in yeah. I, never, I didn't even mention that earlier exactly so i mean we'll wrap this up right now but what is in the future what's in future. the future for andrea future for andrea Continuous progression. I hope to um, do larger, bigger jobs for sure. I want to continue to um, expand the company. I mm-hmm. want it to be larger than it is. I want different departments within the company. I want us to have our own in-house editors in the company. And this is this is very company-based. It's not really Andrea-based. Yeah. But yeah. It's but it's still part of you. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. But yeah. Um, me myself, I just want to grow, man. I just want to, I feel like I've, I've got so much more I want to do. And like people sometimes will hit me mm-hmm. up like, Hey, I don't know if you remember me or not. And I'm like, what? Of course I remember you. I'm like, I'm not, yeah. my mindset's not even like, I feel, I feel like I'm down here and I have so much more to go. Like, right. you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I don't want to stop. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast. Yeah, I really thank you appreciate for having it. Me, man. Yo, I know it's been a while. Let me do so it. Long. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm glad we can reconnect for real and actually sit down and just have a good conversation. Yeah. I mean, everything that you um, offered um, on this podcast is awesome. It's gold. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, watching this will get some great things out of it. So Yay! thanks again. Good. I'm glad. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you again, Andrea, for sharing your story on this podcast. And thanks again for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'll be putting Andrea's social media info down below in the description so you can stay updated on her latest posts. And if you got great content out of this episode as well, make sure to give it a thumbs up if you're watching or give it a great review if you're listening on the podcast. So thanks again for joining in. And until next time, I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.